Apple's latest announcement of new child abuse scanning tools has some people confused and concerned. Is Apple looking at all your pictures? Could you end up falsely accused? And will this lead to Apple acting as a spy for the government to watch us? Learn the truth about the new tools, how they work, and what it means to you in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Before we jump into it, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Upgrading your device soon? Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit macworld.com slash trade in and use the code macworld10, that's macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. That's macworld.com slash trade in and use the code macworld10 for an extra 10% with declutter. Uh, Apple recently announced some new things that we'll be doing to check for potential child sexual abuse material, which we'll be referring to as CSAM in the show. Affectionately called CSAM, <laughs> which my my uh, my word processing program, all of them, uh, tra- uh, changed to scam for like a yes. day until they realized oh. what I needed, what, what I meant. That makes sense, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Well, this announcement, it created a reaction that I think it's fair to say that Apple didn't seem prepared for. Yes, that's a fair Which statement. Is surprising that they didn't think this was going to happen. Right, especially a company as marketing and PR savvy as yeah, Apple yeah. is. With, you know, billions of users around the globe. And I, I'm just, that's the most surprising thing to me is that they didn't see this coming. <laughs> I think part of the problem is that it is the way that it works is a little bit complicated. Uh, first of all, that there's three separate technologies rolling out at once that are different, completely different things. And then the one that everyone's concerned about operates with some kind of new principles and technologies that uh, people aren't used to and don't understand. And trying to explain how it all works is is complicated. So that there's been a lot of misreporting and and. Uh, the misunderstanding of how it works floating around out there and a lot of knee-jerk reactions from people who read a headline and immediately had an opinion. And Yeah, and we've posted a, an FAQ on this that explains uh, what Apple is doing. But, you know, we thought we'd talk about it more in depth. One of the things to me is that in reading other explainers by other sites is that there's a lot of jargon that is difficult to understand even for i think some people who might consider themselves technical so hopefully we can try and i don't want to say dumb it down because that kind of implies an insult and i hate to say plain english (laughs) because i i tried to do this in plain english and and i can't you can't you can't there's some some jargon you can't avoid so we'll, we'll do our best and try and make things clear we should start by just defining these three features uh i i volunteer i'll go i'll start at the the simplest one first which is the siri stuff nobody's complaining about this this is if you search with Siri or or in search for uh, any 
see Sam stuff, any child sexual material or anything, it will warn you that this is not okay. And it will give you links to resources to get help. Or if you're searching for, uh, do a series search or, or something about sending somebody, like if you're a child and you want sending somebody a, a picture or something, it will warn you, hey, you don't have to do this. You shouldn't feel pressured into doing this. So it's just Siri throwing up warnings for people who are in- engaging in any of this stuff. Nobody seems to have any kind of problem well, with this. For, from what Apple explains, like it's not receiving that information. Uh, there's no way for it to know who's searching for it. It's just saying, hey, you might want to do something else with your time. <laughs> yeah, they just they basically have probably a huge list of words and f- phrases that trigger a, a warning from Siri on your device. And nobody's got a problem with that. And they're not reporting anything like that's just Siri going like, oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, the second one, moving up the complicated and confusing stack. The second one is a, a parental control feature for messages, which if you are a parent and have set up a child Apple ID that you control and have parental control over, you can optionally turn on a parental control that your child's account, it will scan locally on their device pictures sent and received in messages for sec- any sexual content, not just stuff from a list of of child sexual abuse stuff that Apple gets, which we'll get to in a minute, but like literally like any nudes or anything like that. And what will happen is if it detects anything like that, it'll block it on a, on your child's screen and say, hey, this is sensitive stuff. You may not want to see it. Or, hey, you sh- if you're, they're sending it, hey, you shouldn't feel pressured into sending it or anything. And it'll tattle on it to your parent. If, if all that's turned on, it's a... Uh... If you turn it on, it's using machine learning to look at content of the pictures on your child's phone. It doesn't report it to anyone. It doesn't break in an encryption or anything like that. Um, and it's not just a list of known sexual abuse material. It's literally like any naked stuff or any sexual content or anything like that. So it's just a parental control where parents can control their child sending or receiving any sexual content and messages. People don't seem too upset about that either. Uh, because if you're, it's, it's a parental controls kind of sets a different bar for like what gets done on your phone. You have to enable it. Nothing gets sent anywhere. Encryption isn't broken. None of that stuff. And to be clear, a child is, um, under 18. Yeah. You have to be between 13 and 17 is supposed to be the ages that you can set a child uh, Apple ID account. Well, yeah, it's it's you can do it uh, up to age up to age thirteen. You can do the parental controls, and I think thirteen to eighteen, they will notify the child directly. I think that if, if I remember correctly, when we were doing the fact, I think that's how it how it goes. But anyway, Apple is not getting that information. You know, again, this is all local stuff. It's 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 nobody's getting that except your parent it's, account. It's kind of like. The AI ML stuff that already exists on your phone to, you know, say autocorrect, stuff like that. It's it's that. Yeah. It's it's the thing that lets you search your own photos for pictures of cats and dogs or signs, bottles, you know, whatever. To it's it's doing that on your child's thing for things sent and received in messages, which are encrypted. And it doesn't break the encryption, it except when it sends the tattle picture to your parent <laughs> before you send it and it's after you receive it when it does the does the scanning there is the option to turn this off 
yeah, you actually have to turn it on. It, it's an optional parental control for parent accounts that control a child account. If you haven't set up a child account and aren't using parental controls, this doesn't even concern you. Nothing happens to any of your stuff. Nothing's being scanned. So people aren't really upset about that one either because it's totally optional and it's a parental control and parental controls are already about scanning and filtering things that your child accounts are doing. Messages, is that going to be part of iOS 15? Do we also know if it's going to be an update for iOS 14? They said 15. All of this is iOS 15, iPadOS 15, and macOS Monterey. They specifically said they didn't say it's going to come out, you know, when iOS 15 arrived. It could be this uh, an update later on. Who knows? But it's this year, and it's iOS 15, and iPadOS, and Monterey, and stuff. And watchOS. So the third one is the one that people are really concerned about. This is the CSAM one. This is the, the, comp, the confusing and complicated and whatever one. <laughs> Dare I try to explain how it works? Well, you've been doing a good job so far, Jason. I'm going to I'm gonna anoint you as the explainer. I'll go for this. All right. What happens when you store images in iCloud photos, they are not end-to-end encrypted currently, ever. Haven't been. They're not. They're encrypted in transport. They're stored encrypted. Apple has those keys. If they get a, a subpoena from law enforcement or something for your iCloud photos, they can and will and and are required to decrypt them and send them to law enforcement and so on. Your iCloud stored photos are not completely safe from any other person. If you want them to say the, the ones stored on your device are. This is true of Google, Apple, Dropbox, Microsoft, everybody. They all, they're all like this. So if someone hacked into Apple, they would not be able to see your encrypted stuff because they're encrypted. But Apple does have the key and can decrypt those things. As a matter of policy, they do not want to unencrypt your stuff. What happens with Google, Microsoft, Dropbox, et cetera, is they all scan for child sexual abuse stuff and report it to the police. Uh, Facebook does. Facebook has reports like 55,000 a year or something like it, some insane number. And they do it by essentially on their servers, the stuff you've uploaded, unencrypting it, scanning it for the abusive material, and then re-encrypting it. Apple wanted to do a solution where they don't do that. And the only way they could do that is to scan the stuff on your device. So the solution for doing that, they're not going to send a whole bunch of child sexual abuse images to your device to compare against. That would be bad. <laughs> so they got they get a list of known CSAM material from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, who keeps a database of known traded sexual abuse, child sexual abuse material. They get all those images and create hashes of them, which are like 64 bits of alphanumeric hexacode that are unique to every image. And that gets sent to your phone with the OS update. It's part of the OS. They don't, they're not constantly sending it. They have to send OS updates to update that. That sits on your phone. All the images that you're going to upload to iCloud Photos specifically, get, before they're encrypted in transport and sent, get scanned to turn into hashes. The hashes are compared against that list. And then when it's when your photo's uploaded to iCloud Photos, it also uploads a secret result of whether it was a match or not that Apple can't see yet. They don't know individually if apps have been a match or not. They're using a new a relatively new cryptographic principle called secret hash something or other, where 
it has to pass a threshold of a certain number of matches before anything gets flagged. We don't know what the threshold is. It could be 10 images. It could be 100 images. It's unclear. But once the threshold is passed, then all those flagged images get unencrypted and seen by a human reviewer at Apple who will say, oh, these are, yes, these are legit. These are the things we're looking for. And then they would be reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They do not report you directly to law enforcement. Now, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children almost certainly will report you to law enforcement. That's what they that's what they do. And, and then an investigation begins and then they start, you know, they, they get a subpoena and start encrypting all your photos and stuff. But if you think you got a mismatched hash or something and you had a bunch of them to where you crossed the threshold, a human reviewer is going to see it and say, that's not the stuff. That's not it. Those are just, you know, and then wouldn't flag and disable your account. There is a review process. If you think you were, uh, your account was disabled in error, you will be able to contact Apple and have them unlock your iCloud account. Apple says it's like one in a, one in a trillion, yeah. I believe. Yeah. One in a trillion per year uh, is a the odds. It's pretty unlikely for someone to be incorrectly, but it could happen. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a false positive, they say, is one in a trillion. And it's kind of a neat hashing principle they come up with. They wrote a whole, there's a whole big cryptographic white paper about it where normally doing something like slightly resizing an image or something uh, breaks the hash. It has to be like pixel for pixel identical. There's... Mm-hmm generates the same hash out of things like differently sized images. It'll be interesting to see. So my first thought mm-hmm. was, well, so if so if you're the kind of person who's trading these pictures, just tweak it, crop it. But Apple seems to have thought of that, which is good. My second thought is, well, why would you be using iCloud photos if you're if you're trafficking in this? Yes, but surprisingly, you'd be surprised how many when the um, national uh, Center for Missing and Exploited Children like talks about how many reports they get from Facebook and Google and so on. It's tens of thousands. Like it's shocking how prevalent it is. And I guess these criminals are dumb enough to use cloud storage. Cloud storage has never been end-to-end encrypted. Maybe they don't know that. Maybe they think it's safe. It never has been. So the worry about this is not that, oh my God, I have pictures of my kids in the bathtub. I'm going to get hit. No, that those those things are not on a list of known child sexual right, abuse material. Because they're not shared. They're not shared with people. Right, right. and it, it, you know, so they're looking for lists of known traded child sexual abuse material. They're not going to, and it's a list of hashes. So there's no way you're just, that's going to match a hash. The legit concern that people have for privacy is that by moving this to the device as opposed to doing it in the cloud, then they can, in theory, scan stuff that is not being uploaded to the cloud or new hashes that aren't child sexual abuse could be injected into this list of hashes that they're comparing. At the behest of government. State actors or whatever, yeah. Let's talk about those two things separately, I guess. The scanning on your device, that's a legit, that they're scanning stuff you don't upload to other cloud photos, that's a legit concern. We don't know. Yeah, Apple hasn't really clarified that. Like, so it's happening on the device, but it's only happening to photos that are going to iCloud. Not necessarily. Has, that's that's right. what we well, don't right. know. It could be scanning all the photos. Apple uses the phrases like the system only works on photos you upload to iCloud photos. And that's because the secret 
did it match or not that has to cross a threshold gets uploaded with the photo, but it could be scanning everything and just not uploading that result because it's not being uploaded to iCloud Photos. Which is likely because it's happening on the phone. Right. And it, and it may not be happening upon time of upload. To the, the scanning part may not be happening upon time that you upload to iCloud Photos. So so if you, like, for example, if you take, I don't know, if you have 20,000 photos on your, on your phone and then six months from now you, you turn on the iCloud Photos thing, all that information gets sent to Apple immediately. That's my understanding of it. Yes. And or, or otherwise, uh, the other thing is you may have iCloud photos, and but you may have 20,000 photos, like you said, and only uh, 5,000 of them are stored on iCloud photos. Is it still scanning the other 15,000, checking for a match, storing whether there's a match or not, but that never gets, the, the result never gets sent to Apple. My understanding of it is that that is probably how it happens, but Apple's unclear. They only say the, the the system only works with iCloud Photos. And yes, it does, because the secret result is required for, quote, the system. It has to be delivered to them and it has to cross a threshold. They don't know whether things are matches or not until they crosses the threshold. And then the secret gets revealed. It's this weird new kind of secret result stuff that you're doing. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be the person that gets that message <laughs> at Apple. The person who has to now review this. Like, I don't want that job. I mean, like, like I said, was it Facebook 55,000 a year or something? Yeah, it, it should be noted. Apple is kind of late to this party. Google, Microsoft, Facebook, Dropbox, they've been doing this for years. Imagine the human reviewers for those. Divide 55,000 by 365. Like, that's thousands a day. I mean, hundreds a day. It's crazy. So I, I don't know if Apple's prepared for the potential volume. So that's that's one concern. It's a legit concern. It's not like the end of the world. What makes it worse here is that Apple for the last several years has hammered the point that your iPhone is private and what you do on your iPhone is private. And now they're saying, well, it's private except for this one thing. And that's where the fear comes into play. Is it not private if it's matching for a hash, but never tells anyone? Well, again, sure. No, I, well, no. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that there's transparency, but what it is, is people are right to say, hey, you said that what happens on our iPhone stays on our iPhone. Literally, you said that. And now you're saying, but there's a way for us to scan every single photo on your iPhone, whether or not you want to or not. There's no way to opt out of this system. Well, my argument is they do this already, right? Every single photo on your iPhone is already, there's a machine learning we, we talked about before, like that, that looks for... Objects and people and cats and you all can this other stuff. For lizards and trees and stuff. Yes, all your photos are already scanned. What they're saying is this is actually more private because instead of having to decrypt everything that you have in the cloud and scan it all, we don't get to see anything until it actually crosses that threshold and there is abuse found. We'll continue with the show in a moment. First, a word from our sponsor. Declutter is a fast, free, and environmentally friendly way to sell your mobile phone, iPad, Apple Watch, and much more. Visit macworld.com slash trade-in to get cash for your device and use the code MACWORLD10, that's MACWORLD10, to get 10% extra on your trade-in. Declutter. It's smart for you, smart for the planet. Now, back to the show. For now, that's how the system works, but just like the backdoor argument... Once it exists, there is a potential for uh, malicious intent. Right. So that's that's a good segue into the next thing. What about if 
other people, <laughs> the state actors or whoever tells them to stick other hashes in there? What, how would that happen? Well, the first is it has to be sent out with an OS update. They are not, uh, Apple has clarified that this is uh, stored as part of the OS. It is not just delivered to you over the air as a regular <laughs> database that gets hit. So there's no way for like a hacker to send stuff out to iPhones. You'd have to actually upload a whole, you'd have to hack and upload a whole new iOS update. That's what, and if you can do that, you, you can already look at everyone's photos. Like if you can, if you can compromise the device that bad, what has, what would have to happen is, um, first of all, they don't get the list from a government. They only get it from the, uh, national center for missing and exploited children. So a government would have to tell them, add these, no, you're going to take these hashes from us and add it to to your list in your next update. Apple says it would refuse such a request. If it didn't, if anything happened where National Center for Missing Exploited Children like got a request from the government, said, add these to your hash list, don't tell anybody, and that got sent out, then Apple's human reviewers, as soon as you tri- tripped the thing, Apple's human reviewers would see the pictures and go, oh, these are not child sexual abuse, these are protesters or whatever, you know, and go, we can no longer trust that hash list and then turn it off because it's in violation of what they're doing. And they also don't send this to directly law enforcement. Other argument I saw, and this was a really good point, is that if law enforcement directs Apple to scan for something like this, and then Apple reports it to law enforcement, at least here in the U.S., that is a Fourth Amendment violation. That is an uh, a a, what they call a deputized search, which you cannot do without a, a subpoena. And you can't do it broadly to all the devices in the world. Like a subpoena would have to target an individual person and look for something specific. Any evidence gathered that way would be inadmissible. This is probably why Apple has said, we are starting with this in the US and going to roll it out country by country, because there's pro- they're probably relying on certain legal protections to make sure that this system can't be abused in ways that they don't want it to be. One of the examples that people like to bring up is with China. Maybe the government of China could make a request to scan for pictures, images that they can consider a threat to their... Yeah, they would have a list of images. They would make hashes and they would say say to Apple, add this to your hash list. And then when you get hits, tell us. Apple says, we would say no. But certainly, if China had some way to do that without Apple knowing, Apple would know as soon as it hit human review. That's why the human review part is so important. As soon as it flagged enough images and crossed the threshold, a human reviewer would see it and say, hey, these are just images of protesters or people are just completely unrelated thing. How did this flag the system? And then shut it all down. But to their point, the technology makes things possible that are only prohibited by Apple's policy. You have to trust Apple to say, no, we wouldn't do this. That's At some point, that is the limit. That's the inherent question. It's a trust of a brand who wants to- Yeah, of a company. You know, make a profit. Yeah. So if China says, hey, add this, or you can't sell your iPhones here, you know, and we've seen much, much smaller versions of that, but we've seen Apple and, and, and others bend their rules to capitulate in a way mm-hmm. to to the to the rules of another country and it's or or the demands of another country. And you know, I think it's a it's a rightful fear. 
I also, I, you know, I, I think Apple has also garnered a good deal of trust with its, with its customers. Yes. Over the years, over, you know, particularly fighting the encryption stuff and the backdoor mm -hmm. stuff, they've shown that they're absolutely willing to take a stand, a firm one, against, you know, a very powerful U.S. government and say, hey, no, we're yep. not doing this. But the Chinese government, and, and Chinese China is not the only one, but the Chinese government has way more leverage against them because not only is it a bigger market, right. it's where they make the products and it's where right. most of their suppliers are. So it's, it's, it's not just that they could say, do this or you can't sell your phones here. It could be do this or no Chinese company can be a supplier for yeah, you. Yeah, right. That's true. And then... Yeah, that would be a problem for both China and Apple. Way more for Apple, though. <laughs> this kills the Apple. <laughs> yeah. There have been rumblings that Apple has been trying to find yes. ways out of China manufacturing. But that's not going to happen tomorrow or next year or, or five years. I mean, that's a that's a decades-long project. Yeah, that's a, that's a big... So certainly, even just to make some phones for some markets it's that's not especially with no even forget final manufacturing even just like chinese suppliers of of particular components and stuff just yeah it's a huge it's a huge issue uh, china has a lot of leverage to get what they want here um yeah and it really comes down to do you trust apple when they say yes we will refuse any state request to add any stuff to this hash list currently uh, it's not an issue in the sense that it's just not even going to be operational in China at all. They're just not even going to. It's it's U.S. only, and it may never. Quite be. frankly, it might it might not be for a while or ever, right? Yeah. Um, and and other states, other states that have this issue, you know, I, I could see Venezuela or somebody just deciding that they want to do this, and Apple saying, "Well, that feature doesn't exist here." Mm -hmm. And yeah, well, I think Apple could probably tell Venezuela to go screw with that a problem. <laughs> The other, uh, uh, the continuing that fear is that, well, but the technology does exist and they could say, well, no, but yes, you don't have that feature here, but you need to enable that feature here and you need to add these things to the hash list. Yeah. Like you could just play this game forever where it just goes down the rabbit hole. Just to clarify this iCloud option, you can't turn it off. You can't, you can't turn the system off. You can turn the delivery of the photo scanning to our best of, to our best of our understanding the delivery of the photo scan the scan photos to apple by turning off icloud if you turn off icloud photo library apple will never know if any of your photos were a match for the hashes because the this was a match or not is a secret that is uploaded together with the photo and the secrets are not revealed until it passes the threshold yeah that's 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 my understanding uh, jason and i were talking about this the other day so yeah, we think that Apple in iOS 15 will basically be scanning every single photo on your device for this specific hash. But if you don't upload, if you but if you're not using iCloud Photo, it just it stays in a in a, in a on your yeah. Phone. It stays in a container in metadata with the image that nobody can understand. It's a it's this secret unrevealable thing that can't be revealed until it gets matched. So if I were to decide, okay, I'm not going to use iCloud for my photos anymore, but instead I'll use Dropbox. Well, they, they do that too. So does Google. So, I mean, it's basically you can't use... Mm -hmm. Honestly, Apple was one of the last holdouts yes. for scanning for this stuff. So 
any you can't it's not like you can go to a different you would just have to carry around the hard drive of photos <laughs> there are probably smaller ones that services that just do end-to-end encryption of everything and yeah you could use something like that but but yeah if you want to store your stuff in google photos amazon photos post anything to facebook or a facebook group or anything like that all this stuff what they do is it's encrypted in transport but they have the key and they just decrypt and scan everything on their servers and and guys like google do it for much more than this they train they train their machine learning algorithms with it and stuff like they go they go crazy yeah i wanted to bring that up because it, it does feel like to me that apple's being singled out for this process but they're also the biggest they're doing it on the device google's not doing it microsoft's not doing mm-hmm. it so they're the biggest hardware supplier i guess to to do this and it's apple Apple always gets. They invited it on themselves by by making their entire marketing about the privacy of your stuff and co-opting your device to do this without your consent is a huge deal. Like even if it is, as Apple argues, more private that way, the fact of the matter is that like using their own hardware to do this to your stuff in the cloud is not the same as co-opting your hardware to do it without your permission. And, you know, Back to the, the, the China thing or, or any country. I mean, I, Apple has said before that it needs to comply with whatever laws yeah. are on the books in the country. So what if China or Venezuela, whoever passes a law yep. that says that has to be done, then they have to comply. And then they got to, you know, it's the slippery slope isn't is, is not that slippery or maybe it's too slippery or whatever, whatever, whatever the analogy is there. Because, you know, I, I understand I, I understand where people are coming from. Yeah, it is not. Uh, we've heard this before where something seems to uh, seriously conflict with Apple's stated values and they say, but we have to follow the local laws or you can just get out. You can just get out of the country. And and there's places on this earth where Apple, I don't think, is willing to get out of this country. They're, at some point in the next few years, they are definitely – their principles are going to be put to the test in a way that could really sure. impact their bottom line. And we're, we're going to see Absolutely. Yeah. if their principles really mean what we think they mean. Yeah, and you know, if you look at the, the, the most critical voices, it's people who are critical of, of the fact that Apple and Google and Microsoft have this much public inform- uh, private information to begin right. with. And they're just it's, – it's an extension of that. And this much power. You don't have a lot of options. If you're – I've – I can't tell you how many messages I saw on Reddit and Twitter and stuff where they people said after this came out and most of them just read a headline and didn't read too far into it said like that's the last iPhone I'll ever buy I'm switching to Android and it's like oh wait you just you are jumping to a way less private <laughs> maybe they can get a a, a freedom phone <laughs> oh god yeah yeah it's in, unless you are plan to run your own there are some own you can run sort of your own operating systems on certain android phones like your own versions of builds of android and stuff that are locked down and more secure inside you you really have to jump through a lot of hoops to to get an android phone and then to make it sort of more private than even what apple's doing here and you know quite frankly you'd be using you can just do it here by turning off like on photos because you're gonna have to do that on well again what people are arguing is that you can't though they're just not getting the result, but you're still you're still being forced to scan for all this yeah, stuff. And right. if you won't, you don't want any of that. But Google does the same thing. You know, they're going to be scanned. They do it in the cloud. The what I'm saying is, they're yeah. saying like I can get an Android 
phone and then not use any of these cloud services. And it's like, yeah, but you also have to do a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of other areas where they're invading your privacy way more. <laughs> and you really have to worry about this. If your argument is, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong, but some government could just decide to scan for pictures of protesters or gay people or whatever, and then and I don't want to support any of that. They could do all of that to all the Android phones and stuff too. And in some cases do. The, the best argument I've seen about all of this is that the, these companies are too big and have way too much power because there's no way to avoid any of this. <laughs> there's no, you don't have, you cannot vote for, with your wallet and get out. <laughs> I mean, Apple isn't just going away. You can choose. They can boycott. You can choose not to buy them. But <laughs> a lot of people aren't. Same thing with Google. Same thing with, with even Facebook. You know, how many how many trending boycott Facebook campaigns have there been? And it's, and it's done nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why now? What? What? Why is this coming up now? And as you point, you guys have pointed out, other services have done this for a while. Uh, it was recently revealed in the Epic versus Apple trial. Uh, Apple had listed child predator grooming uh, as a thing that they needed to work, do more work on that, that because messages had been, you know, has been used to uh, by predators and stuff like that. And Apple needed to do more work to uh, prevent that from happening. So, the, so it makes it sound like, and in other words, this sounds like a, a project they've been working on for a while. I mean, it's it's pretty clear by looking at the system that Apple has built that they went to great lengths and took great pains to make sure they weren't decrypting photos and they weren't messing with with what they have built the system, the iPhone uh, uh, privacy that they have built. So they're they're working with the existing system to build another system on top of that that is as private as it can be. So I might, we don't know for sure, but my guess is that's why they lagged everybody else is because they didn't want to say, well, we're just going to scan photos in iCloud and you know you can you can turn it off if you don't want to. They, they, the last thing they wanted to do is scan all the photos in iCloud without a warrant, right? Like you need a subpoena signed by a judge or we're not touching that stuff. And it was important to them. And the, the system that they had built if you trust Apple, is is very good. Yeah. The, again, it all comes down to do you trust Apple? And, you know, there are people who do and people who don't. And there are also a lot of people who don't even understand or know or care that this is happening because they just look at it and they say, well, I don't have child abuse images and that's that. But, um, you know, the conversation is definitely one that needs to be had. The fact that Apple didn't know this was going to happen is very surprising to me. <laughs> they don't seem to have been prepared for this much backlash. Yeah, which is it's shocking yeah. because I, the iPhone and privacy is always a, a flashpoint, always. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll see once it rolls out. I would not be surprised if it gets delayed a bit, like the, the app tracking transparency in iOS 14. You know, that, that generated some backlash, so they delayed it a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they slowly roll this out, mm -hmm. not at the front of iOS 15. Oh, right, like iOS 15.3 or something like that. Point one or 3 or whatever, yeah. Uh, at some point, so they don't have iOS 15 is here, and also don't download it because it's doing this. <laughs> it also should be noted that they're giving people the option to not update to iOS 15, and I would have thought maybe that was related to this, but I'm not sure. I don't know if that's related to this or as much as I think this is an issue with um, there are large corporations who uh, have fleets of devices that they manage and 
can't just let everybody update to the latest thing until they qualify with all their software in a million different ways and all this stuff. So there's, yeah, you, uh, iOS 15 or 14 point whatever introduces a thing where you can stay on your current branch and there will probably be a 14.8 that's just like some security updates or something. You're not going to get new features, but, you know. And so, so, yeah, I mean, you can conceivably not update to iOS 15. For all the complaints we hear about this, the one thing I haven't heard is, okay, well, then what's your solution to stop the trade of child sexual abuse images that doesn't involve either doing something like this or literally scanning everything you have in the cloud? Like, or are you just okay with that? Like, hey, if I uploaded it, decrypt and scan all my photos. Like, it's my own fault for uploading something to the cloud. I I agreed to do that. Like, is the problem just that you're co-opting my device without me agreeing to do it or what? I think the solution for the people who are upset about it would be to opt into it. Yeah, maybe. But then, you know, but that kind of def- that kind of defeats the purpose, <laughs> right? There's like, what's the point of having it at all, right? I mean, the iCloud photo thing kind of defeats the purpose, but as you say, that you know, people aren't always as savvy or as smart as we think they yeah. are. If you just if there was a, a box that checked off that said, "Do you want to scan for CSAM?" <laughs> right. Like, I'm pretty sure that most people would just uncheck it. Who are doing it? Yeah, and you're not going to catch anything. So, so, and it's a real problem. Like this, I, a lot of people do not appreciate the scale of this problem. Oh, it's it's huge. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, Agree with all. I was of listening that. to, a, yeah, and I think I, I do believe Apple needs to do something to combat it. I was listening to a podcast where they had on a former Facebook head of their privacy stuff and everything who was saying like, you know, a nuanced opinions are fine here because it, there isn't, there isn't clear black and white here. Like there's a, a true real need about how this technology is being used in a horrible way that needs to be addressed. And <laughs> there are privacy implications that are deeply concerning. Like you want to yeah. say everything should be end to end encrypted all the time and everybody should have access to strong, you know, encryption privacy but at the same time that does get abused to cause very real harm to (laughs) lots of people on a very big scale and you you can't just turn a blind eye to that either so i don't think apple's solution is necessarily dumb or ill thought out or even bad as long as you take the default opinion that they had to do something like if you're not just going to say they weren't going to do anything about this, I would kind of rather have this system than the they're scanning everything I upload to the cloud. Yeah, I agree. That that has way more possibility of being used nefariously than this. Does. Yes, I agree. I think so. For one, someone would have to build a system that uses this secret hashing to search for you know whatever image they wanted, which isn't exactly easy. If Apple was just scanning everything, they can just scan for whatever they wanted to. In a, in, in my in, in what I understand to be an easier way. So yeah, this is definitely it's a, it's a good trade off. And you know, to go back to the the question before we were talking about why Apple is being targeted here, I think that with the iPhone, people have an expectation of privacy that really isn't on other mm-hmm. devices and products like Facebook, like sure. there. People don't have an expectation, the expectation that they do with the iPhone. And Apple has crafted that expectation. Yeah, yeah, they're running billboards, right? Yeah, through a lot of marketing, yeah. But I don't necessarily think that this system that they've built 
um, compromises that trust that they've uh, given to us or uh, uh, put inside the product because of, like I said, uh, Jason's not wrote a piece today. And he said, if you look at what they did, yeah, it's, it's, it's very well crafted and well thought out mm-hmm. and clearly developed with privacy in mind. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a big, but yeah, it really all comes down to, um, do you trust Apple to, to say no to the uh, government's request to add other hashes to the thing, not telling anyone and then like reporting it to them and everything, which is at least in the U S unconstitutional, it's an unconstitutional search and, and maybe other countries too. And maybe that's. Maybe that really comes down to Apple's decision to go, well, this is not going to be in every country around the world at once. And maybe it stays here. Yeah, maybe it only ever stays here. I I can understand it if it ended up in places with similar laws against against dragnet searches and stuff, you know. Is it possible that like, I don't know, the EFF or something like that could bring a suit against Apple? Sure. Mm I'm not a lawyer, so I wouldn't know what the yeah, legal. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if we didn't yeah. see a lawsuit of some. You sport. can you can do civil suits against anyone for anything. Like honestly, <laughs> um, yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if the EFF said you ha- you have to make let people opt into this. Yeah, you can't turn this. You can't just ha- enable this without telling people and co-opt devices they bought under different promises. So before we wrap up. Uh, my question to you guys is, do you think this will have any impact at all on Apple's sales over the next, uh, say, couple of quarters or year? Um, I'm going to say probably not. Maybe small factions of people won't buy an iPhone. I think the people who are most vocal about being against this probably weren't using an iPhone to begin with. Hmm. And I think for the mass majority, if not in the 90s, and probably higher. A won't necessarily know what's happening, and B think it's a it's a good thing because uh, it's it's a you know it's it's, it's the, the foundation is to help yeah. kids. Yeah, I think the thing is Apple sells so many iPhones that you have to have so many people decide against buying an iPhone to impact their bottom line then. Or Mac or Apple Watch or whatever you know. And I th- I think you'll definitely see on social media people. Proclaiming that they're never going to buy Apple again. And yeah, things like and, and that, there'll be but, some. There'll be some. Sure. Yeah, and they'll make it all in a noise, and there'll definitely be people of note that people will uh, notice. But are there enough of those people around to impact Apple's yeah. sales? Yeah, and are those people going to going to stay away from? Yeah, I think there are ten thousand people in the world who are vehemently against this and will not and will legitimately stop buying Apple products who were buying them before and are going to stop. And that's a rounding error. That's nothing to Apple. Like, yeah, for Apple. So, right, exactly. And and, and yeah. honestly, n- not the CSAM stuff, which is invisible and nobody will notice unless they get caught. Um, but things like the parental controls and messages, I think, could be a selling point. You know, I, I think they could advertise that to parents. And I think a lot of parents would be like, I would like to know if my young teenager is sending naked pictures to someone. <laughs> I would like a phone that tattletales on them to me or has that ability if I turn it on. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to that Facebook thing again. Like that, that boycott was 
seemingly legitimately large yeah. at the time with the, with the Cambridge Analytica stuff, and they they were all over the yeah. place. And I think that quarter, their their daily active users went up. So even it's. <laughs> I mean, even even the boy, even most of the boycotters were like were like not. They were just like, I'm going to disable my account. Well, that does nothing. <laughs> no, you have to nuke it. You have to delete it. I'm going to not. I'm not using Facebook for two weeks. Yeah, you are. You, just because you don't go to Facebook, if you have that account, guess what? You're using it. And we, we've also seen iPhone boycotts before that. And, they, you know, for one, they don't do much. And for two, people like tweet about them from an iPhone. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, the iPhone is very much ingrained in our culture. I think the um, scandal against the San Bernardino thing was um, in, in which it was also similarly badly reported. Um, it, it wasn't that a- Apple refused to unlock this person's phone or something like they didn't have the ability to, they refused to write software that could unlock any iPhone and hand it over to law enforcement. Uh, that, that was seemed like a bigger scandal that angered more people and it didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause it's back when that first started, Apple was kind of the bad guy, <laughs> you know? Until the story started rolling a little bit. Yeah, even then, I think a lot of people just thought, like, how dare they protect terrorists? Or, you know, there was a a faction of people, like, the EFF was all about it. They were like, yeah, this would would be totally wrong for them to be told by a government to write custom software for them to break into somebody's phone, anybody's phone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, But there was just in terms of the public outcry about it. It seemed like it was more contentious than this is, and that didn't do anything to Apple sales. So I don't think this is ultimately going to do anything. Yeah, and I think Apple's done a good job so far of attempting to continue to explain it, and I'm sure they will further, going further. Um, it would be nice, or not about nice, but it would be maybe smart to have something in iOS 15, like some kind of a splash screen that explained in relatively clear terms what was happening. Maybe something to yeah, let but people. Then you don't catch on. anybody. Then everybody turns. Then all the then all the people who are actually doing this stuff turns off iCloud photos. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Well, we have links on our website if you're more interested in learning about uh, Apple's tools that they'll be revealing in the near future. That does it for this episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode 755. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thank you to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.